football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast reacting to a bad loss at home against the Boston Celtics. And it wasn't a bad loss uh, because you lost at home to the Celtics. It was a bad loss because you got absolutely clapped at home against the Boston Celtics. I mean, absolutely drilled in a game that was not very competitive. Really from, I don't know, some point there um, in the, the second quarter, the wheels came off in such a major way, and, you know, it was, well, it was a bloodbath. The The Celtics were up at one point 28. Um, I thought I heard on the broadcast, uh, I think it was Chris Marlowe who said it was like, I think he said it was the 15th time in Nuggets history that they were down 25 at, at the half, or it was something, it was something to that um, an absurd degree um, that was embarrassing, and... You know, the way that it happened uh, was ugly, but because Boston's fan base is so strong, and, and let's not get mad at the Boston sports fans, okay? Like, I've seen, I've seen, you know, some of the frustration with it that, you know, they come in, they, they take over the building, and they're obnoxious, and I, I, Boston sports fans are Boston sports fans. They're passionate, they travel well, and they're everywhere. Deal with it, you know, um, and, and, and the and the... The fact that they were so loud and just on top of the game, um, you know, it, it, it sucks. I mean, let, let, let's just let's just lean into the, the this fact that 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 sucks, um, and also the fact that they're chanting, you know, MVP to to Jason Tatum, who is phenomenal player, huge fan. He played great. Like Jason Tatum played great. He's put so much. Time into his craft, you can tell. I see so much of Kobe in in Jason Tatum, uh, and of course Tatum. You know that's who he, he's modeled his game after, and you see it, man. Even if you didn't know that to be true, uh, but the fact that Jason Tatum is getting the MVP chance in Ball Arena while the M- the reigning MVP is out there, you know that was that was a, such a major takeaway for for some folks because it seemed um, just painfully ironic. And, you know, the Nuggets, man, it, 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 it's incredible that just six days ago uh, we came in here and I'm recording on a Monday afternoon, March 21st. We came in here just six days ago and things were so exciting. And, you know, the Nuggets went into Philadelphia and beat the 76ers. And just you're feeling really good about, you know, the current you know state of the group. You know, given all the group had gone through and persevered through and, and overcame and it's it felt like it was almost like capped off with that win in Philly, and now you just got to get through the next twelve games. And da, 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 da. and 
you know, how far away from that um, sentiment, that vibe, that excitement we are just a few days later um, after losses uh, on Friday uh, in Cleveland in a game that they could have won, that they lost in overtime, parlayed with uh, Sunday evening's uh, loss just bludgeoning up to the Celtics. You know, some major questions are coming up about this basketball team, and rightfully so, because here's the thing. Like, on paper, and there's a couple different things that are simultaneously true here. On paper, uh, the Nuggets are uh, 12 games over 500 in a year that they've been decimated by injury. You guys know the deal. I'm not going to reset it. But, like, if I had come to you um, after 10 games, okay, after 10 games, if I came to you and said, yeah, Michael Porter Jr., he, he's not coming back. You, like, no, he's not coming back. Uh, Jamal Murray, uh, you think he's going to come? No, he's, he's, he's not going to be uh, back by, by March 21st. No, 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 no. He, no, he, no, he won't be back. In fact, the news is going to be that he's not close to being back. And we'll get to that in here in a second. But then I said, hey, here's a contract. Those things are going to be true. And you're, you're still going to be 12 games over 500 on March 21st. You'd be like, oh my God, you want me to cut myself and sign it in blood? Of course I'll take that. That That's on paper. And that, that story deserves to get told. Uh, the bench rounding uh, into a better form in the last however many, six, seven weeks, whatever it's been, whatever. Um, Jokic, uh, you know, uh, being a, an MVP level performer. Like there's been multiple things that have led to this. The addition of Boogie Cousins, the, the uh, arise of, you know, Bones Highland here, the, you know, whatever. You can go through, you know, step by step, you know, getting Faku out of the lineup, Bryn Forbes coming in and helping out, you know, whatever. You would have taken that. You would have taken 12 games over uh, 500. But I also sit here under that same umbrella and. And, and by the way, by the way, when you would have signed that ten games in to the season, uh, uh, you're 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 a six and four team. You know what I mean? You're you're one game over five hundred, or two games over five hundred rather. Uh, so if I told you you're twelve games over five hundred without those key pieces, oh, PJ Dozier's going to tear his ACL. In addition to Jamal and MPJ, to, then like twelve games over five hundred. Are you effing kidding me? Of course, it's great. Yes, but then there's this other part of the story that deserves to, to be told from where we're at. And, and, and maybe I'm just being a prisoner of the moment. I don't think that I am, but, but maybe I am. My basketball IQ radar is like firing off from what I'm seeing. And you could say, Zach, you know, they've only lost two in a row. That's going to happen. It's the NBA. Also true. You could rationalize the loss in Cleveland. Cleveland's a good basketball team. Look who they beat and look at their record. They've since they have seriously overachieved, um, it's the last game of a, of a three game road trip. Uh, you know Boston's good. I, I, you know they're very good. Boston could win the title. In fact, about a month ago, um, after watching them for a couple nights in a row on League Pass, I put a fifty dollar. It was about a month ago, three weeks ago, whatever. I put a fifty dollar bet for them to win the title. It's like fifty to win five hundred, something like that. Um, they they've got it, and they're and they're playing well at the right time. The Celtics are, and they could make a ton of noise. In the NBA playoffs, um, they're good. They're a good team. They've won eight of their last ten. They've won three in a row. They have, you know, uh, a guy who could win the MVP uh, in his career in Jason Tatum. They have a secondary score. They have athleticism. They have length uh, in the front court. So there's a lot to like about Boston. But the the thing is, like, you're going to play other teams like Boston in the playoffs. And can this group, who have after this loss, have slid into the play-in? Okay, 
the Nuggets, who had just been clinging to that sixth seed, and while they had been winning games like over the last five, six weeks, um, the Timberwolves just haven't slowed down at all, like at all, and 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 neither really have the Mavericks for that matter. Mavericks, much better team than I thought they were going to be this year. But they've, they've, I know they've lost one or two in a row here, but they've won seven of the last ten. They're really good. Um, they're a good road team. They're a good home team. Uh, Minnesota has won nine of their last ten. And now the Nuggets find themselves in this just, just, it's not a, it's not a good, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put lipstick on this one. Like this, this is not good. But also just in addition to, um, the couple losses in a row, in addition to slipping to uh, the play-in scenario, uh, they just, um, my eyes and, like I said, my radar is firing off. And it looks like, and honestly, I'm getting flashbacks of last season, where after the Jamal Murray injury, it was just like head down, full speed ahead. We're going to try to win as many games as possible. And on the back stretch of the season and definitely into the playoffs, it was like, oh my gosh, this group has nothing left in the tank. And although I hate, hate, hate the blanket excuse of, you know, um, oh, they're they're tired. This is a tired group. This is a group that's gassed. I just don't like casting that super wide net over a whole basketball team as just overarching excuse. But at the same time, my eyes are also telling a story and or, or getting a story told to me. And a part of it is, I, th- I do think, just natural uh, fatigue uh, of the season. But also, it's natural fatigue in that season where guys are being asked to play above their heads. Guys are, are being asked to fill roles that, and we talked a little bit about this, um, I think, two episodes back or three episodes back of, of the Mile High Hoops pod, of like, you know, spot when you're doing spot duty, when you're doing spot work, if you're asking Aaron Gordon to be, you know, the second option or a third option for, you know, a, a two weeks or, or even a month. I think that I think that you can be creative, find ways to to make that work. Um your your level of assertion gets cranked up and you know it's like your your temporary task. But when you extrapolate that same idea over the course of a whole season and the guys who are typically, you know, your sixth or seventh option and they have to be your fourth or fifth option over the course of a whole season. I mean, that's that that's that can become problematic, and, and I think that's um, one of the elements at play here uh, for this Nuggets team. And that's 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 Aaron Gordon, that's Will Barton. Like, you know, Will Barton um, is 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 just not playing well. Okay, it's it's not even an elephant in the room. It's it, it just kind of it, it is what it is. Okay. Um, He's being asked to be a version of himself that is probably not like applicable to where he's at right now in his career, and so that's why you're seeing, you know, um, you know, and he was just bad against the Celtics, offensively and defensively. Um, three for ten from the field. You look back to the Cleveland game, three for fourteen from the field. The game before that, uh, in, in a blowout win against Washington, he was one of six from the field. So. I think, and then, and then defensively, you know, you're seeing, and, and I thought the a microcosm of Will defensively was, you know, him in the second half just getting caught ball watching and literally standing straight up on defense. I mean, standing straight up, and Jason Tatum, you know, cuts behind his ear. He gets a backdoor cut and he ends up dunking on Jokic, and you can see the body language from Jokic um, after the play. It's it just, just not good, not good, and. 
you can you can point to actually like nine occasions during the the game against the Celtics where you know Jokic is is dropping the shoulders. You know, and I've kind of joked about this in the past that like when he drops those shoulders, they become disjointed. I mean, they freaking drop. I mean, he wears that um, that frustration, and whether that's slamming the basketball after a made bucket, and you know, just uh, you can you could see it's a physical groan. They say like body language is eighty five percent, right? Well, you could actually like almost hear Jokic's body language um, on some of those plays that where his teammates are coming up short and. You know, when, when Jokic doesn't play well, and, and we're not used to uh, Jokic, like, not playing well, and that's been that's that, that's a blessing uh, as a Nuggets fan, of you get the same version, that, that guy, night after night. But when you get, like, a less version, when you get, like, the 23-8-4 that, that the Nuggets got um, in 33 minutes on Sunday night, and 8-for-23 and from the field, when you get, like, that version instead of the 33 uh, 12 and 9, you, well, you see the result against a good basketball team. You lose by 20. You're down by 28. You're down by 25 at half. You're getting outscored 35 to 16 in the second quarter. And, you know, um, then, you know Mike Malone, he benches the starters at the start of the second half, and it's just so bizarre. It, it, it's, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to like crush Mike Malone, you know, for, for, for that, but that did seem, um, you know, I heard Tyler Columbus, our good friend here uh, at uh, Denver Sports Station 104 through the fam, say that um, that felt college, you know, and, and, and Michael Malone has a, maybe a tendency to have that sort of flavor uh, to him. But, man, it's just like <laughs> we're benching the starters at the start of an NBA game like they need to be taught a lesson. I, I, I don't know. I, you know, OK. Um, but but that was a game where no one really played well. Um, I thought it was uh, embarrassing, embarrassing effort, embarrassing uh, focus level. Uh, and um, I hope it's not, you know, I, I got I to gotta take my own advice here because I've talked about this on the podcast um, since like the second week of the season. For real. If you go back and listen, not that you would, but you can take my word for it or recall it from listening to it then, is like this Nuggets season feels um, really strange that with the wins and losses, because of like, the window for trying to win a championship when you have the MVP and you have these devastating injuries. And it just feels like we have uh, reacted to uh, Nuggets wins and losses like an NFL season. But, you know, that's exhausting as, as a fan uh, or even someone who covers the team over, you know, 82 games. But here we are still like the Nuggets have lost two in a row. And again, I, I hope I'm not being a prisoner of the moment, but it feels big. It feels like they're going in the wrong direction. And I just wonder if we're in for a, a rude awakening in the playoffs or the play-in and not paying enough attention to the Nuggets when they've played good basketball teams. The Nuggets, when they play good basketball teams, have not been good. Like, that's unequivocal. Um, when they play teams over 500. This team is 10 games below 500. They're 13 and 23 against winning NBA teams. How they've been able to, you know, tread water enough to be relevant this time of year is they've handled their business against teams who are under 500. They're 29 and 7, one of the best marks in in the NBA against teams under 500. But guess what? When you get in the playoffs, and I don't care if it's um I don't care if it's uh 
well, I guess technically in a play-in situation, you could play a team under 500. But like when you get in the NBA, plus you're you're playing good teams, right? Like you're playing good teams. And if Jamal um, or or at a minimum Michael Porter Jr. can't come back, I just I think like the reality of this season um, is is sort of crystallizing, and it's it's not very good. And I'm 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 almost applying a base coat of expectation for them to be um, ousted pretty early in these NBA playoffs. That's just where I'm at right now. That's just where I'm at at 3.30 in the afternoon on Monday, March 21st. Definitely, um, things could definitely change. I absolutely deserve the right to change my mind. This is a team that I thought was going to go to the finals at the start of the year. I, I picked Bucks Nuggets in the finals. Um, and there was this assumption that Jamal would come back with enough time left to get reintegrated, and that Michael Porter Jr. was going to take this big leap forward. Of course, nine games in, Michael Porter Jr. gets knocked out. We haven't seen him since. And then, the, and then the injury update over the weekend is that you know Jamal he he might get go back to Grand Rapids, and that that sounds like the plan to play with uh, the G League Gold. And it's getting late early, guys. It's getting late early. You know, Michael Malone said that he's he's not close to you know being ready, and here we are with ten games left in the season, and and I think all this is kind of working together. It's like being fused together um, for me to output this sort of you know dreary episode of the Mile High Hoops podcast, and 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 I would I would love to come in here and just spin it a different way, but you know my my eyes and my uh, you know basketball you know integrity on this podcast isn't going to allow me to do that. But here's what I will say. If you are looking for a sliver of uh, uh, silver lining, every time over the last probably four seasons at this point, every single time you count the Nuggets out, whether it's an individual game or it's a playoff series, they have a tendency to surprise us. That is a part of who they have been. Um, that, that's who they've been in their DNA. And can, they, can that character, characteristic be revealed in a playoff series? Without Jamal or Michael Porter Jr., um, we'll see. You know, uh, Jokic is an all-time great player uh, in his prime. We'll see. Uh, but I have my doubts right now. I have my doubts, and that's just where we're at. Um, and I can already hear like the narrative. I, I can already hear it um, from uh, Nick Wright. I can already hear it from Spike Epstein. Um, uh, on the East Coast there, uh, formerly of, of uh, WIP and Philly Radio. He's the guy that says that Nuggets shouldn't be an NBA team or shouldn't be allowed to play home games because of the altitude, all that. It's a shtick. Um, but I can already hear the, 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 the echo of the narrative of from the future. The Nuggets stay in the play-in, and, and, and it's possible that they're not, right? They're, 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 their uh, destiny is in front of them because they still play uh, Minnesota Timberwolves head-to-head. Uh, that game is going to be at home, uh, but if you look at uh, the 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 series against Minnesota this year, they won at Minnesota uh, in a really tight one early in the season. It was very early, like first five or six games, they won by a bucket on the road. Um, the next game, and I'm going through here. Give me one second. Okay, Minnesota. There we are. In February, uh, they lose at Minnesota uh, by 15, 130 to 115. Uh, the game after that was, uh, oh, there's one other that I missed there. 
give me one second. There's the 130 to 115 loss and I'm missing one other one. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm caught here live trying to find this on the um, on the on the schedule. Anyway, they they have they have Minnesota head to head. Okay, that game is going to be at home. Their destiny is truly in their hands. That game is a Friday, April first. Okay, um, they can handle business and get out of that uh, playing scenario. But here's here's the narrative thing I was talking about, and and I. I I can I can hear it now. The Nuggets are in the play-in. The Nuggets are going to match up with the Lakers. Uh, scares the hell out of you. Should it should anyway? Scares the hell out of me. LeBron Anthony Davis is back um, in just a super super small sample size. I, I just don't like that scenario. But Jokic isn't going to win the MVP uh, for a team in the play-in. So there goes that. Uh, and there's a scenario where they could lose in the play-in or just lose in the first round um, after getting out of the play-in, and you're going to hear, hey, th- there's there's your guy's MVP. Can't get out of the first round. I, I-, I can hear it now. Um, I'm obviously hoping that that's not the case. you know. And-, and in terms of the MVP, like should the MVP really go to a team in the play-in? Probably not. Right? I mean, if the- just, just, just probably not. There are no rules for the MVP. Um you know, we've seen uh, you know guys get the MVP in the four seed. I think Russell Westbrook, when the OKC was in the four seed, um, when he averaged a triple double. But I want to say there was like a line of demarcation. It was like, well, if 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 Russ, um, uh, if they if they're if they're in a top four seed, then then he can get it. Then they then he, they were and he he got it. But I just don't see a scenario where Jokic uh, gets um, MVP votes or as many MVP votes uh, if they're in the play in, even if. You still think he's deserving of it, and you could still make that argument for sure, for sure. Um, but I just don't see it playing out like that. I think there there'll be a couple uh, other MVP candidates. Giannis Antetokounmpo seems to be uh, gaining a little bit of steam here, even though he's missed uh, some time. Or he'll go to Embiid or whatever. Um, that that playing against LA, I don't like it. I don't freaking like it. And then the final game, you know, of the season as well as the third to final game, are against the Lakers. And, and you, can't, you can't script that. Uh, they're at L.A. Sunday, April 3rd, which is right around the corner, just a couple weeks. Uh, that game is uh, Sunday on ABC. And then they finish the season against the Lakers. What relevance will that carry at that moment? Not sure. Uh, but, gosh, I just, um, you know, I'm sorry that there, there's not rain, more rainbow and sunshine for you guys. Um, with, with Jamal, a uh, really quick, we had George Carl on our, our radio station, the legendary coach. And, and I asked him about, you know, Jamal, uh, given the latest news, you know, would you bring him back? And, and George said, no, jo- George said he would not. And, um, there is something to be said for, Hey, you have an MVP and you're supposed to be in this championship window. If a guy tells you he's ready to come back. I don't care if it's the first game of the playoffs or the last game of the regular season. You bring that guy back and you go for it. And I, I do get that mindset. Man, but there's something about this where I, I've been referring to this season, throughout this season, for a very long time now, months and months, that this is the year before the year. And I do believe that this team, when fully healthy, can win a championship. I do. And I just don't know if you... You stir the pot with that type of ceiling. And look, 
You could wait till next year, and there could be injury in the first half of the first game to someone. Okay, so you don't want to live in your fears, but at the same time, the Nuggets have been burnt to such a degree in that department. I've become tentative, more tentative than I've been before, because I don't think the Nuggets are winning the championship this year. I don't think they're going to the NBA Finals this year. I feel differently about this team than I did before the thing started, and, and rightfully so. It looks different. It feels different. Um, but we're still fixing to find out. There is still 10 games left, okay? There is. And things could change. And we could get an update any day about Jamal Murray. That maybe it was so successful in Grand Rapids, he's going to be able to play the last six games of the season. Five games. It, it, could, it could happen. Um but these podcasts are, to to a, a certain degree, they're time sensitive. And at this time, I'm feeling sensitive about these Denver Nuggets. So there's 10 games left in the season. The next game is on Tuesday uh, against the Los Angeles Clippers. That game is on TNT, so everyone will be able to watch that one. And hopefully on Tuesday night we reset uh, or, or, or we, we shift the course down the last uh, eight games of the season with a renewed spirit uh, and cleanse uh, this, whatever this is, uh, it gets cleansed um, and we can have a little bit more optimism that someone like myself uh, has uh, right at this moment. All right, guys, thank you for being here. Uh, Please uh, rate, uh, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. It would make my day. If you sat through this, I appreciate you. And I'm hoping you come back Because whatever happens on Tuesday night on TNT against the Los Angeles Clippers, we're going to be talking about it the next day right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.